I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is Heather Havenwood. Woohoo. Okay. Heather Havenwood, Like a Boss. You can find us on Roku, iTunes, Spotify, even Amazon Alexa. I can't say that too loud because my Alexa is behind me and she's going to start barking. Okay. So today I have someone on, on our show today that I've known a long time. <laughs> Tom, you there? I'm here. I'm just going to dive in. Like, cause usually I do this big bio, but like, I remember, that. I remember the, the, the moment I met you. I remember it was at an NSA convention. I was talking to somebody. You walked up, introduced yourself. We're pitching something. I don't remember what it was at the time. And then you left. And I remember saying to the guy next to me, I said, you know what? Someday that's going to be a sexy boss. No, you t- <laughs> you're so lying. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm probably didn't use that exact language, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like both of us were like, what just happened? Holy jeez. <laughs> who are you talking to? I don't know. Who could remember that when you showed know. up? Oh my God, you're so sweet. Sexy um, boss. So, yeah, God, that was Orlando National Speaker Association meeting probably oh two oh three whatever you say i can i never think yeah. backwards so. that was a long time ago yeah but you have an age than i have so so That's screw lovely. the commute you screw, screw the commute you, you. <laughs> okay so everyone's like who the hell is this guy okay by the way this is tommy antion he's never had a job in his life he owns the podcast screw the commute which i'm going to be on here shortly the next couple of weeks um, he has an internet multimillionaire's guy next door approach and has been a professional speaker and entertainer since 1988. He says he's taught more professional speakers than anyone living, and he's the founder of the only licensed, dedicated internet marketing school in the country, along with the only facility of its kind in the world, the Great Internet Marketing Retreat Center. Right here. Here it is. Right here. I'm sitting in it. Well, people come in all over the world study internet marketing in the lap of luxury. Tom's new podcast, Screw the Commute, teaches people how they can pretty much live two lives for the price of one if they weren't sitting in the car on the way to work. Making someone else rich. So you and I did meet at the National Speaker Association yes. in early, early 2000s. Someday. And wow, things have changed, right? Well, uh, like I said, you haven't. I have. but uh, <laughs> Things <laughs> yeah, have. The world's changed. Uh, but, um, you know, I've been on the internet since 94, since it started. So there's an every day a new tool comes out that we can use to get rich. So, so I like the change. That's, that's right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you do a lot of things about speaking and you know, the thing I wanted to ask you about, cause people ask me all the time, you know, is speaking dead is, is the speaking business. I mean, that's not the national speaker association. I think is still around. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's still around. Sure. But 
But uh, no, it's not dead, but you have to adjust with the times. And of course, with a guy like me who doesn't like to be controlled by others, you know, I quit corporate speaking 20 years ago. I mean, my fee was 20 grand when I quit and it was just, it wasn't worth it. And it wasn't worth being all PC and everybody gets offended over everything. So I do public events now uh, or webinars. There's other ways to speak rather than just uh, running your mouth on a stage somewhere. In fact, there's right. way more ways than that. Mm -hmm. and, and then that way uh, I'm in charge. And I, I told you before, you know, my back of the room sales are five times minimum what I ever did at a corporate job, which I had to give commissions and all that stuff. So, so, yeah. uh, so I, I say, make your own way. If you can speak, you can, you can make it in today's atmosphere for sure. Okay. So let's talk about our, this atmosphere now, you know, what is that now? You, so first of all, let me just paint the picture when you and I first met, definitely it was about getting paid to come and speak at a corporate gig. And then they may or may not allow you to sell the back of the room, or it was going to the seminar circuit where I definitely was for many years. And then that you didn't get paid at all. And then you only sold the back of the room. You know, what, what, what's the model now? What's the well, model the, now? Those seminars are still out there, but they're having one heck of a time putting people in seats. There's so many ripoff speakers. I started a whole thing called Seminar Scams and wrote an article about all the ways you can get robbed at a seminar. And, uh, and you know, I quit speaking at them because I, I want to take a shower. Everybody on stage is making up a bigger bunch of BS to outsell the next person. And, uh, and there was literally homeless people in the audience. You know, they'll do anything to get some bodies in there. So that's, that's kind of gone by the wayside. But uh, I invented a method a while back that has just got no competition. That's one of the greatest, most wonderful things. It's called speaking at fundraisers. Because most of the regular speakers, nobody teaches this. And you can make a lot of money for a group. You mm -hmm. make a lot of money. And everybody's happy. So that's what I, the way I break speakers in nowadays. So fundraisers. Okay. How does that work? So okay. I'm in Austin, Texas, and there's a ton of nonprofits here, and there's a ton of fundraisers here. And how do I make money from that? If it's a fundraiser, okay. how do I? Right. How does that work? All right. So you create a seminar on whatever topic you want, and a lot of the topics would never fly in the corporate world anyway. Right. So you could go to a church, let's say. I like churches because they have their own AV and volunteers, mm -hmm. and it knocks a lot of the expenses off. But anyway. Uh, they're always raising money for something, right? Right. So you prepackage a seminar. They pitch it to the congregation who loves them anyway and is going to support them no matter what they put out there, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you split the money on the front end. You build your database like crazy with people that have seen you speak now, and you give them, tie them 10% of the back of the room sales. So you, I can't tell you how many playgrounds I've built over the year, many years, uh, that I, of kids I'll never meet, but got to play on the playground because I went and did a fundraiser for them. Okay, so let's break this down. So fundraising is, mm -hmm. I think, different than a church. So you're saying that I should go speak at the church in front of their congregation? Well, no, not uh, no, whoever bought tickets to come to this special event fundraiser with oh. Heather Havenwood. Yeah. Oh, so it's my, I thought you meant I go to other people's fundraisers. No, yeah, you're making a fundraiser for an organization. It doesn't have to be a church. It could be the archery club. It could be the chamber of commerce. Oh, I'm creating a fundraiser for the, the or, nonprofit organization exactly. on my team. Exactly. And okay, then I didn't understand you split it. the money instead of they get all of it. Uh, and it's, I've done it over 100 times. I've saved organizations from going under. Uh, and it's just beautiful because everybody wins and nobody could afford in these places to bring somebody like me in and pay me. Okay. So I'm taking a little bit of risk, but I have yeah. a whole program on how to teach them to market, how to market and to oversee it, to make sure there's not one person in the crowd once you get there. But I mean, with a hundred or 200 people, you can come home with several thousand bucks. Everybody's happy. They start bragging to all their other uh, groups about you, and pretty soon you'll be turning fundraisers down. So that's okay. So I get it. I didn't understand when you said fundraiser; it didn't make sense to me. So I want to break yeah, because this down. Most of the time, you're just doing it as a pro bono, hoping somebody sees you and likes you. No, it's different. 
Okay, so I'm creating the fundraiser, the yeah. Heather Havenwood fundraiser, and I'm going to give the money to the nonprofit. I love Pets Alive here. It's a big organization for pets, and I'm a dog lover, as you and I just bonded yeah. over. Right. So I'm going to do a fundraiser for Pets Live, right? And I'm going to sell tickets for 150 bucks for fundraiser. I'm speaking. It's my event, right? And then a percentage of the funds go back to Pet Live. And then where do I make the where do I make the, well, that's, the next level? That's one way. The okay. other way is that you just create the uh, the seminar and take it to Pets Live. Okay. They promote it with their machine of promoting, and Heather Havenwood's going to be here. We're doing a big fundraiser to fund X, Y, and Z. They get their publicity machine. They sell the tickets, and you get half of the proceeds. That's uh, And that's a better way when you go to a group that's bigger than you are because yeah. they have all the members that already love them. See, so ah. and then you can't do a fundraiser for you every day because right. people get burn out on it. But you can go to different groups forever. I mean, you could do this full time basically once because every time somebody sees I could have Heather Havenwood and not have any expenses and make money because she appeared, they'd be like, come on, bring it on. So that's yeah. what. Okay, got it. Because they, they, yeah, I like churches. Like you said, they already have this place. They already have the AV. Mm-hmm. They already have that. So you show up on a like an off night, like a Tuesday night, to do you know how to how to keep your kids off of drugs, how yeah, to yeah, make yeah. your kids successful in school. I mean, all these things that wouldn't fly in a corporate setting. And then they, the the congregation pays a fee to go. Yeah, and it might be twenty bucks, not one fifty. Right, but you, right. But you, then where's want, the big money? Do you just sell in the back of the room your program? Well, figure, figure this out. If, you, uh, if 200 people bought tickets, there's four grand at the, at the door. You split okay. two grand and two grand. So you already yeah. made two grand, all right, which yeah. is good for uh, any kind of beginner speaker. Yeah. And then 200 people, somebody like you might sell uh, you know, at the back of the room a $40 something or other and you give them $4 and you keep 36 and you sell a 50 of them, you made another couple grand. Okay? And then you got those people that already have seen you on your database. And then if yeah. you're smart, you follow up with email promotions on every new product you come out and you get an ongoing revenue stream. So now uh, you put it in, you put it in front of a big it. church, put, it, like, put 500 people there, okay? You get five, you, know, you split 10 grand, and you sell 100 or 200 somethings at the back of the room, especially if you sell like I do, I sell an ongoing thing that's a lot of money, then uh, when I get in front of a group, I'm looking at a possible million-dollar day, this one wow. group, because wow. of what I have to sell on the back end. Now, you don't start that way, but, but uh, it's, not, it's easy, and there's no competition. Nobody is hitting the same group up and say, hey, let me be the speaker. Heck with Heather. No, you're the only one. Right. And these Heck people, with Heather, yeah. what are you talking about? Get over here. That's, you know why, what? that's yeah. why you stay in Virginia Beach. Stay in Virginia I'm not Beach. coming Let to Austin. It's too hot. It's too hot. Though. What are you talking about? It's too hot. It's not too hot. Yeah, it's 93 up here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. No, I love this model. And the reason I, I, I keep kind of going down that road again, and I thank you for so giving so much and being so gracious with like the content piece is because so many people ask me, oh, I want to speak, I want to speak, I want to speak. How do I make money doing that? And there's always this kind of like, well, this, like, like you said, the seminar world is just jacked up in a lot of ways. I mean, you have to really know that world. You got to be really in to be at the really good events. And as you know, there can be all kinds of things that happen in the promotion yeah. side, the promoter take the money and they scam the money. I mean, there's just like so much scam that can happen. Not for well, the participants. I'm talking the business side. There's right, right. Sides of a seminar, right? There's the, the, there's the student who's there and their experience and the content they get. And then there's a whole other world. You and I. Both oh my God. Yeah. Of like, the promoter world and it's kind of scary, you know, so not scary in a bad way, but like, I just stay away from it. For scary a in a bad way. Yes. In many yeah. ways, if you knew the, the things that could happen to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been around, right. So I know what happens behind the scenes in a lot of ways. Right. So it's the dirty side of the entertainment business, like everything. Right. So what you're, we're talking about is new ways that people say, Hey, I really like to speak. I really want to you know, make money speaking. I'm good at it. Cause I have a client right now, like that's her thing. Right. So, um, this is a great thing for me to tell her, tell well, her. I'm going to give you a copy of the course. Woo! 
Marissa, thank you for having me uh, on here. And you'll see, man, it's, it's, it's not real complicated. The hardest ones, Heather, are the first couple because a lot of groups cannot believe they could make a couple thousand bucks when they, you know, they'll do a bake sale for two weeks to make 50 bucks. They just, they're not thinking of in this right. term. But if you get a couple of these under your belt, get video testimonials, put a, a fundraising part of your website, you'll have to turn them down because once the word spreads that they can have somebody like you uh, at, with no risk, that yeah. they go crazy. Yeah, because it's me. I was right. Exactly. Yeah, and I wouldn't have work for everybody, but for you, for sure. <laughs> I just love hanging around you. My like confidence <laughs> just goes completely up like this, and I I just love that. So thank you, Tommy. You're so adorable. Um, okay, this is really good. So okay, let's move on to something else because I I mean we could talk about this forever. And thank you for the course. That was super sweet. Had no idea you're gonna give that to me. That's super nice. Um, I actually want to ask you something about about speaking more about kind of what's going on in the industry today. More importantly, of uh, obviously talking about fun raisers, but how is there, is there still a big benefit in learning how to speak? And the reason I'm saying that so tongue in cheek is I do live in Austin. And if you just go down the street in Austin on any day of the week, everyone's doing this, right? No yeah. one's actually speaking to each other, Tom. No one's talking to <laughs> each other. You know, like people across the room are like, Hey, Hey, I was at a, uh, I was out with some friends at dinner the other night and we literally turned behind us and there is two adults we think they're the they were the parents of the kids we guess right and there was two kids and both kids had headphones on and were watching <laughs> each had their own little ipad while the parents were also on their iphone <laughs> and no one was talking to each other but they were eating and like i just looked at them and i'm like is this the future right we have a place called Mount Trashmore here in Virginia Beach. It used to be the garbage dump, and now it's a gorgeous park, believe it or not, with a big lake. I went down there the other day, and I would say out of the 1,000 people I walked by, 950 of them never saw my face because they were looking in their cell phone. In a beautiful park, ducks, geese everywhere, dogs. <laughs> they didn't see it. Yeah, they don't see it. Yeah, yeah. so... What are the benefits of learning to speak today? So answer is from two different perspectives. Uh, okay. Let's say you're still in the corporate arena and you're trying to make your way and build a career so you can get out of there eventually. But, but you're the last one to get the can because you're the only one that can stand up at meetings can do sales presentations to get money for the organization, to motivate the troops. So if you're in that corporate arena, yeah, you can float right to the top if you're a good communicator. So that's from the corporate angle. From the, the screw the commute angle, uh, the thing I just told you about of being in front of those couple hundred people at a fundraiser, mm -hmm. now they're on your database. So, it, you know, I'm an internet guy since the internet started, but every time I speak, I get massive spikes in my internet business. Even after the fact, for people that couldn't afford my big stuff, they're on my database. They hear my continual promotion of other things that help them. And uh, it, it, it's like a catalyst to your, if you're online business. So mm -hmm. from both angles, it's very, very powerful skill to have. So let me ask you, how many products do you have? We kind of one time about 400 over the past 20 some years. I, uh, I have um, some are variations and combinations, but about 400. Uh, you remember Dottie Walters? Well, she, was my first, she got me into professional speaking. I was called her right coast son because I would help her at her speaking grow rich seminars. And I spoke at her memorial seminar in Glendale, which is, yeah, I know, which is where a producer saw me and now did a documentary about me called the American entrepreneur. Uh, but she, uh, she got me started speaking and she was just awesome. But the times have changed quite a bit because she owned the speakers bureau. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But speakers bureaus now, you're crazy to approach one unless you have a massive high fee schedule, a big track record, because they got millions of people already way ahead of you and they're risk averse. Uh, you know, you were talking about that on a crypto show with one of the other guests. Uh, risk averse, you know, they don't want to put anybody out there that's not a long track record because they could lose a lot of other bookings from it. So, yeah. The speakers bureaus. 
Yeah, risk adverse. So, you know, Gary V, I think uh, he gets $150,000 per speaking gig, but he's with, um, he's with the inner, what's, what's it called? There's a name that the largest, yeah, not the speaking beer. The Washington largest. Bureau? No, no, no uh, LA. Oh, in LA. I don't know. Yeah. The big one, the big one that, not the speaker bureau, the entertainment that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear, yeah. Those guys. He's on yeah, your speaker. Sure. Bureau. Yeah. Because it's going to, it's big name, big following, and uh, they know what they're going to get. Now, he might have to rein him in on politically correctness a little bit, but whoever books him is going to understand. Yeah. Know, know yeah. Yeah. You know. So, but that's a big level. I mean, $150,000. Yeah. And I think right now his, it's like a 30 minute presentation or speech. I wouldn't say presentation. It's more like just jibber jabber, right? He's not selling anything. And he built that from YouTube videos. Really? He did. He did. Good yeah. for him. It's totally cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, I'm just curious, like what was going on in the industry specifically and what was kind of happening and, and whatnot. And, and I didn't they had 400 products. Do you still create products today? Do you still do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I just, my newest one's called the one sentence business plan. Something I've been using since I was 10 years old. And, uh, I wrote a book on how to implement all the, this little sentence that I have. So one so, yeah. sentence, imp- once, what is one it? One sentence business plan. Yeah. Okay. From the time I was 10 years old, I create quality products yeah. that people actually want yeah. at a reasonable price, yeah. and I service the customer after the sale. If people would live by that, they, their businesses would be great. Reasonably priced products that everybody wants and service them after the sale, make them quality products, boom. So I just I wrote a book on how to implement each part of that little sentence. But, uh, oh, my God, yeah, that's so, cool. So, yeah, I create stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a little creator over there. Yeah, but I, I, I like work, get paid, 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 paid. And it's harder in the internet business because stuff changes on you. But I have products I created 25 years ago that still sell in the public speaking arena because they're right. evergreen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been around a long time, and I know that you have a great internet marketing school. What is it called again? Yeah, it's the Internet Marketing Training Center of Virginia. It's the only licensed, dedicated internet marketing school in the country. It's up by Mount Trashmore, by the way. And then I have where I'm sitting now is the Great Internet Marketing Retreat Center, where people come in and actually live in the house with me for an immersion weekend and a whole year-long program. They have access to me and all my staff. Oh, wow. That's really hot. They, you actually built, do you help them build businesses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I've been doing this since uh, before I met you. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, did you ever hear Corey Rudel? Of course. Okay. Of well, course. that was my first teacher because from 94 to 96, I didn't make a nickel. I was, I was wild west trying to figure things out. And then I got training from him in 96. By 2000, I was an internet multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. Good training people like you and me and other people that are trustworthy that's the whole problem nowadays is figuring out who's going to rob you (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. you know and of course Corey Rudel I have his product somewhere Mm -hmm. the great internet marketer poor guy if you don't know who I'm talking about everybody Corey Rudel was pretty much the the star I mean he was like the uh the a uh, 30 year old grandfather of internet marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. D- Derek Gall. He, he, Derek yeah. Gall. That was his president took over for him. After yeah. I interviewed him a couple of months ago and I didn't know. I haven't even heard of him for years. He's in Canada. He's traveling the country doing internet marketing, but okay. I didn't know he was the president. I had no idea the connection until I interviewed him and I'm like, Oh my God. You know, um, I, just didn't know, you know, because yeah, he's yeah. in um, Canada and Vancouver. Okay. So a uh, question. I love the fact that your internet marketing school is uh, credited. And I remember an email that you talked about that a while back. And uh, what, and what kind of accreditation is it exactly? Well, it's not accredited actually. No, oh, in fact, we were going for accreditation and then we got all the way down to the finish line and the accreditation body said, you know what? We don't cover this kind of business. I'm saying three years we've been working on this with you and now it's a government people. Oh, it drives me crazy. So, so no, we're not accredited. Okay. Uh, you get an internet marketing certificate. We're considered a vocational school. Vocational. Okay. Yeah, it's a vocational school. So, All right. uh, but uh, I mean, in six months, you'll learn more than you ever would in four years of college <laughs> that makes you actually money rather right. than... Uh, Give you a trillion dollars. How many people have gone through the vocational school? Oh, probably um, close to 200 or so. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. it's been around for a while, yeah. And how, and uh, what's the tuition-ish? The tuition is 19000 uh, and we finance it. You can get in for like $1,000 down, and I finance it myself. You don't have to go get a loan or, or go uh, uh, credit check or anything because I can finance it myself. So it's, uh, it's, and we stretch it out till whatever you can afford. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but in 2010, I went and got my master's in internet I marketing. did see that. I read, read that somewhere. Yeah. And Full Sail University, yeah. which I was the first class to move through it. And that was 2010. Uh, cost me a lot of money for one year. And I have to say, <laughs> it really wasn't worth it. I remember um, some of the classes I was oh in. God. You know, some of my colleagues were realtors and things. They didn't know anything about internet marketing. And some of my three or four of my quote unquote professors, whatever, uh, they found out who I was and they were like, you know, you could be, do I just teach this <laughs> class? And I was like, yeah, I, I know. So they, like a few people reached out to me and were like, Hey, like seriously, like you could be like just teaching this class. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, I don't know. Like even Ryan Dice about a year later, cause I was all proud of myself that I got it. And Ryan Dice just looked at me and goes, <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Like, I don't exactly. And I, I was like, I don't know. Like, I thought it would help me in some like business side. He's like, uh, he just kind of like did this like little thing and like walked off or something. Yeah, a lot of these people they never made a nickel in line ever, and the and the course probably doesn't change every year. No, it doesn't <laughs> at all. I just yeah, I just laugh about that now. But I remember I was at a mastermind a year later with. Perry and, and Ryan Dyson, uh, Perry Belch and Ryan Dyson. I kind of mentioned it because I was all like <laughs> proud of it. And I just remember, Ryan doesn't talk to me much, but he just said, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, I don't know, daddy. Oh, so, and he just kind of walked away. Yeah. Oh, so geez. anyway, I just found it was funny. But anyway, back to you. Uh, I love what you're creating. What's your, what's your big focus right now? What is your big focus right now? Well, uh, podcast? uh, podcasting. Yeah, because I poo-pooed podcasts for years. I know nobody, you did. I know you did. It. And then nobody. when I saw your freaking email out there, I was like, I'm in a podcast. I was like, what? That's why I reached out to you because I'm like, wait a minute. This mofo was dissing podcasting for years. Totally justified. People were not making money for years. It was just a big ego trip and they would quit after 20 episodes or something and be done with it. So okay. now it's different. There's a, What do there, you see now? Well, the difference is, is that uh, podcasting has now exceeded the listenership of XM radio, satellite radio. It's free. Automobiles are have, uh, oh, your Echo, your, your Alexa right behind you. You can say, hey, hey, Alexa, listen to Screw the Commute. Watch it'll start playing. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it's in automobiles now. You can talk to your dashboard and it'll start playing a podcast. So the listenership went crazy. So mm -hmm. I, I've my whole career, Heather, I've been, I use dull edge technology. I let all the geeks figure stuff out, all the cutting, bleeding edge. And then once they figured out, got it the bugs out, I swoop in and make all the money. <laughs> so I'm I always behind, I'm always behind the curve. It's too risky, risk averse, on the edge. Right, right. you're on the edge. You're not on the edge. You're kind of like risk averse. Well, I love it's that behind the edge, so that it's behind it's less edge. risky and greater chance you'll be successful. Behind the edge, it's kind mm -hmm. of interesting. So Book you're cover. like behind the people, so people can fall. What I call fall off the edge in front of you, and then you're behind them swooping a ball. Yeah, they're bleeding. All their money's gone. They've frustrated from all the glitches. So I wait until all that is clean, and then I, and then I watch, too, because everybody, you remember, well, no, you're not old enough to remember MySpace. But, but, uh, I remember MySpace. Oh, you're not old enough. Just leave it at that, right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and everybody's going crazy. I'm thinking, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back, and then boom, gone <laughs> off the face of the earth. You know, so... I didn't get on Facebook till it had a billion users. <laughs> I really? Sure. Okay. So you're a more list. I, I, I mean, I like that. That's interesting that you say that. Um, like right now, blockchain and crypto is a big thing. It's an edge. I wouldn't thing. touch that with a 20 foot pole because yeah. I can make a fortune while everybody else is confused and trying to figure that out and losing money. Uh, and then I'm just doing my regular thing that everybody can understand. Like when CDs came out from, uh, 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 digital was it was going from C 
tapes to CDs and then to digital MP3s. Everybody on earth knew how to shove a CD into their dashboard. So I just waited, 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 sold, 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 sold till they wouldn't sell anymore. And then I switched to MP3. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Well, yeah. I kind of like this behind the edge, you know, because you're right. There's a, there's a peak, you know, the early adopters and then there's like the real money that gets happening. That's happening right now with different things with Facebook. There's happening with Amazon right now. It's like, you know, now's the time to kind of get in at a lot of different things. You haven't, people think they've, they've missed the edge, but they really haven't missed the edge. They now For me, it's like hitting the lottery. If you get on right at the law, but most people don't win the lottery. All right, so I want something more sure, especially with me teaching other people. I don't want them flipping a coin to hope they make it. I want to give them solid things that work to make sure that they make it and don't get discouraged from some big loss right off the bat. Who do, who's the, right now, who's your market? Who, who do you market to? Is it speakers? Or who well, no, you? well, it was. It started out that I was like the thing for, the, I had the 100,000 professional speakers on my email right. list. and. The, but that started to morph because, you know, I've been around since, you know, a long time. So, so um, all kinds of small business owners started coming to me. So, I mean, I had a, a Michigan, I had a, a guy that sold a half a million dollars a year in bingo supplies. <laughs> I mean, you know, mostly small business owners are people that want to start online. Um, but it, it started out as professional speakers specifically, and then it morphed from that. So who is it now? Like who's now? Who's your market now? Now it's it's small business owners. Period. It's a small uh, business yeah, but owners. I got everything in a mat. Imagine, and I don't suggest that for people to start. No. I'm just saying I've been in this for twenty, I don't know, twenty four years on the internet alone, and so you just can't help it. People come and say, "Hey, I got this kind of business." To me, the tools are all the same. Right. It's just how we point them and what we say and the copywriting and all that for your business because everybody thinks their business is so unique you know but it's it's not you know it's just, it's, it's not they're still yeah. selling services they're still selling stuff yeah i was uh i i no longer at my dentist i had the attendance for a long time and i would sit there in my little chair and he pushes you back and then i watch the teeth put a tv in my face mm. and i always wondered why he did that in because i said to him you know you could put a tv in my face because he'd put like you know some channel on or something, daytime TV. I said, or you could be putting ads in front of me, you know, <laughs> or you could be trying to sell me into like a wider smile. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, do you want, you want to do the wider smile? I go, you know, the teeth clean. I go, well, right. you haven't sold me. <laughs> I don't need no, see no presentation. <laughs> he's like, I don't, what do you, I'm like, I go, how many years have I been coming here? Every six months, like clockwork. Right. Not one time have you even tried to sell me on the, you even showed me a commercial. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, ah. They you don't know? think like that. Yeah. So I get dentists, I get doctors, lawyers, everybody, because they, they came up to an educational system that totally made it great for us because they didn't teach them a thing about marketing. No, they taught <laughs> nada. They right. taught nothing about marketing and sales and attraction and copywriting. I'm, you know, what I'm reading right now, because I mean, I'm in Austin and I'm near Rory Williams. You know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm reading The Wizard of Ads right now. Mm -hmm. In the middle of that, it's a brilliantly laid out book. It talks about you know the psychology of humans and how they have it hasn't changed over thousands of years mm -hmm. and different stuff like that. I think those are the kinds of books that people get so caught up in the technology and the tools, they forget about they're still dealing with these things called human, exactly. human to human. And so you said the tools might alter and change and who knows what we're going to be dealing with in five years, Tom. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're still dealing with human beings. I mean, human beings are the ones that pull out their credit card or their Bitcoin or their cryptocurrency or whatever. And they're the ones that make the decisions to buy, to choose, to whatever. I think people forget that. And I'm just having a question. So you've been doing this for 20 years. What do you think is the number one thing that has changed and the number one thing that, um, that has stayed the same? And where do you think we're going in the future? Give me your little prediction. Well, the, uh, let me go to what stayed the same first. Yeah. Um, okay. People at my level are still making the bulk of their money on email. All the social media stuff, the only thing that you should have in your mind is to get them the heck off of there. Now, you got to have your numbers big if you're trying to impress people. But 
that's that doesn't put money in the bank. You get them the heck off of there onto an email list, and that's still to this day how the big money comes in through email. Uh, of course, you got to add text marketing and messenger marketing now with the the chat bots and all that. But still, the the again, that's cutting edge stuff that the people with money are not all on that. <laughs> you know, the younger kids are doing that and they're having fun and it's cool and all that. But uh, the the people with money are usually a little older and they're going to be, uh, again, like me, they're going to be dull edge until their grandchildren forces them into something. You know? So, so uh, that's what stayed the same. The uh, email marketing has, has stayed the same. Uh, what has changed is the, um, the enormous number of service, uh, what they call is SAAS, uh, the uh, um, software as a service. Mm. The, the number of things that you have that are so freaking powerful. For instance, SpeakPipe. I don't know if you use it or not, but SpeakPipe <laughs> is a, is on the all of my websites where you can leave me a voicemail right on my website. You can click the thing on the side of the site. It comes out. You talk to me. I get an email with your message. I record one back, and you get an email back right on the website. It's free, totally free. I mean, you know, I, I think I bought, I got a $20 one because it'll do 400 minutes instead of 30 or minutes. But there's just enormous numbers of those uh, available that work like crazy. So we didn't have those in the beginning. In the beginning, I paid 2000 bucks for a shopping cart, 1100 bucks for an affiliate program, different company. When they wouldn't work, six months later, they're all blaming each other. I mean, just crazy. You know, nowadays that's boom, done. Who do you use? I'm just curious now. Who? What's your shopping cart oh, now? My kick, I've been I've been a private label for one shopping cart, Kickstart cart, for 18 years. I was. Right. I, they don't give out the figures, but I was their biggest reseller for many years. It's been bought out by Web.com now, but I still use it because a lot of people using some of these really fancy systems, they don't even use part of what. I mean, I had one lady. She's. Uh, it's not funny. She's paying $4,000 a month for a part-time person to operate her shopping cart. You've heard of it. Most people have. Yeah, I don't even, I know exactly. Yeah, I know, I'm not but that, I, you don't even have to no, name no, the right. company. Right, right, Plus right. Three or $400 a month for the service. She yeah, wasn't yeah. using 10% of what it does. So I just want to let you know, everyone know, I know what he's talking about. And the software, I'm not going to name it. It's fine. However, the day I got rid of that software, which was <laughs> a year and a half ago, almost this month. Yeah. I've no, you have no idea how much like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm done with them. <laughs> hey, and, and here's the thing, Heather, it was great, but you need a team of geeks to operate it. To, to sit take there and operate the software that's supposed to serve you. Exactly. Right. Okay. And it would do some awesome things, but mine will do 90% of that for a third the price and you do it yeah. yourself. You know? yeah. So, yeah. My point of that, by the way, for everyone listening, is to understand that just because something's exciting and people are talking about it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best choice, right? And this particular software has been around a long time. And, you know, it was the thing, the thing, the thing. And I even got what I call a grandfather one. I got past um, one that had been around for almost 10 years and I actually sold it. I didn't close the account. I sold it. I sold it to somebody else and they were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're selling this because it's like a grandfather one and they have all these things and your price is like so low. And blah, blah, blah. and I actually should, I should probably sell it for four times the amount of money. I just wanted so much to get rid of it. Right, exactly. But I was just like, take this, like, please, for God's sake, kind of like a house, like just take the deed, dude. I don't even want this house anymore. And, uh, yeah, it was super. See, that's another thing that's changed is copywriting. There's lots of really talented copy people out there that can make a piece of dog do into the greatest thing you got to have it. And so that's one thing people have to learn how to sift through the, the copy because I mean, I have a copywriting course too. And and the thing is, is it can be used for bad as much as good. So you really have to be careful because they make these things sound like they're the best and they put $100 into programming to some software and it doesn't work. It's all glitchy, but it sounded great. And they have a 40-mile-long sales letter that makes you want to buy it. So. so what do you think the future? Give me Tom Antion's little ball, the future. 
the the future is is I'm always going to be behind the guys that are figuring the future out. <laughs> I'm never going to be in front of them. I'm going to sit and watch them. And uh, so I think there's going to be more um, uh, bots, messengers, uh, but. I don't think the basics are going to change. The basics of go back to my one, I mean, my one sentence business plan has been in effect for 53 years right now. <laughs> right? So, wow. so it doesn't, you know, certain things don't change with people. They want value for themselves and you have to provide it no matter what these tools are that they're going to invent stuff that you can just think your way into things. I, I'm certain of that. But uh, the if you skip, to those and pay attention to all of those and forget all these basics of my one sentence business plan, you're still not going to make it. You're going to spend a lot of money, a lot of frustration. You're going to go back to working at a job somewhere because you'll be frustrated. So the one sentence business plan, is that a whole course or is that just a book? It's just an ebook. Yeah. It's just to show how to implement each one of those, how I've implemented those over many years in different ways. So where can they find that and where can they find you? They're going to find everything at your show notes wherever you happen to keep them. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I'm just, you know. I'm, well, you I'm can say far, your URL. No, no, no. You can say it. So far over the hill. I can't remember going up the oh hill. Oh, my God. Stop. So, yeah. Heatherhavenwood.com. <laughs> there will definitely be show notes at Tom. At, yeah. yeah. But I'd honestly, rather they go to Screw the Commute and yeah. sign up to be on my podcast where I every Monday I give them a deep training session. And then uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, I interview people almost as good as you. Oh, thank you. That was sweet. I think podcasting is a future. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm, I'm, uh, I should have said that. Uh, yeah, because that's, I jumped in because I wouldn't have jumped in had I not thought that. Where do you think the future is of podcasting? Oh, I think people will uh, be listening on all kinds of devices. Uh, they'll be thrilled because it's, it's free until yeah. somebody screws that up, I imagine. Um, and the, uh, the, the traditional broadcasters are mad. They do not. If a podcast company is at the National Broadcasting Association convention, they're hated. Everybody hates them because uh, broadcasters have been charging fortunes for stuff that podcasters are giving away. So, yeah. So there's a couple things with that that I share sometimes. Um, I've shared a couple times, which is there's a reason why Netflix just did a deal with SiriusXM, and the reason why they did that is why would they one of the largest distributions of of video in the world, um, one of them, Netflix, why would they do a deal with a distribution channel that's only audio? And the reality is, is that everyone's staring at the screen, believe it or not. And people want to listen when they want to listen. They're on the treadmill, they're walking their dogs, they're walking on their demand. kids, they're, yeah, they're driving the car, whatever, or they don't have the bandwidth They're the middle of some third world country or in the middle of North Carolina, whatever. I mean, <laughs> we're not always on 4G and sometimes we don't want that. I actually prefer audio over video. I don't like staring at a screen. I prefer to just be able to do things around the house or do other things and listen in the background. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy that way more. So I listen to talk radio. I'm very audible. Um, so that's why I've been investing in a lot into podcasts. Well, it's the only medium currently until they start embedding stuff in your head that you can learn while you're doing something else. Yeah. And that's been that way for many years, All right. So, in fact, in my school, the some of the consultants that of uh, you know recruiting students, they said, forget webinars. None of those younger people are going to sit down for a webinar ever. Do, even the old teleseminar is still alive in that market because they can listen about the school while they're doing something else. That's really thank you for saying that. I agree with that. Um, the last time I sat through an entire webinar has been a long time. You know, I, and sometimes I'll have it on in the background and I'll be still like doing other stuff. Whenever they do things like look at the screen or something, or I feel like they're losing me because they're not communicating everything. They assume I'm staring at the screen. Mm -hmm. I'll cut it down. And the other thing that people don't realize is that there's a lot of people with disabilities as well. That that's why I think audio is so important. When one you can do you can do closed caption on top of the video, which is one piece of it, mm -hmm. or uh, people that are blind can also hear. I mean, there's all kinds of things with that. I think that people don't really always think through. Well, I've changed my webinar technique just because of that, because people still do uh, watch them, but I put in extra detail just yeah. for that uh, you know purpose. I just don't assume because the pictures on the screen that everybody's glued to it. You know, so right. people doing webinars need to think of that. 
Yeah, because it used to be in speaking days when you have a when you have a captive audience staring at a screen, you, you're scaring in a room. You can control that environment. Right. You can't control the environment on a webinar. You have no clue what they're doing. They try. They say, "Okay, turn off this, turn oh, off yeah. that, sedate the kids." You know, muzzle the dog, but you know, you just can't do it. There was a one. Uh, it was a class I was in. So it was like a five or six week class, and it was on Zoom. And a lot of the people kept their their videos on. A lot of people just turned their videos off, but definitely everyone was muted. Um, but I remember this one time, someone wasn't muted, and you could hear like <laughs> they're in the bath. <laughs> they're like. Shh. You know, and someone's like, hey, you're in the bath. You need to like turn to mute yourself before you do something. Hey, do you know Lori Morgan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to get her. One time, uh, my uh, it was a holiday or something. I'm doing a teleseminar, and my guys weren't around to uh, record it. And so I was asking for some help. And Lori said, I'll do it for you, Tom. I'll do it for you. I said, well, you sure you know what you're doing? Oh, yeah, Tom, I can do it. Uh, and tease her about this next time you see okay. her. Uh -oh. And so... So throughout, I'm hearing her giggling when I say something. This is not right. She should have been muted and all this. So after a while, you hear tinkle, 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 tinkle. She's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit her up about that. She, she'll never live out. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, do you remember, like, Alex Mendoza used to do Teleseminars yeah. Secrets, right, for 12 sure. weeks during Christmas. Yeah. And, it was, and by the way, people, if you I don't know what I'm talking about, his Telemar Secrets for 12 weeks, every time there was a, session it was like four hours right yeah he is deep. four hours so people, you would like walk around <laughs> you, you know cooking dinner you'd have it on the speaker you just like go you didn't, around. Have, you didn't have iphones like this in those days <laughs> no and no i had the i had the uh the phone where i put on speaker the yeah i mean seriously so <laughs> It was crazy, and I would I would listen. I listened to all of them for years, and I remember one time I was dating this guy. He's like, "How long is this thing?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna go to like midnight." You know, he's like, "What the hell are y'all talking about?" I'm like, "Tell seven our secrets, man." It's I don't Christmas understand. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we going back. I know. Anyway, I want everyone to check out Tom at Screw the Commute uh, podcast. Go check it out. Subscribe. ScrewTheCommute.com is good, or you could do slash resources or put. Just probably go to her show notes. She'll have uh, links and stuff. ScrewTheCommute.com. Is that really your website? Yes. <laughs> I've never had a job. I mean, I've lived a couple lives because, I mean, my resume looks like BS because I've done so darn many things because I haven't been sitting in traffic making other people rich. That's right. what I want for everybody. Screw the commute. Screw, Screw the commute. Screw it. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. You're listening to uh, with Tom Antion. You can check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. Um, and also you can go check him out, screwthecommute.com. And Tom Antion, this has been a pleasure walking back down memory lane. Remember, you get velvet, uh, red velvet muffins for having me on. I do get velvet. <laughs> you guys tell me where to send them. <laughs> I will send you my address. Um, it's been awesome to, you know, reminisce of the past and how many years we've been along doing this journey together. It's been crazy. And welcome to the podcasting world. And I'll be talking to you soon on mine. Uh -huh. I'll be this on this. I'll be on screw the commute. I don't, I actually haven't left the house today. Good so, for me, me neither. Yeah. I know. Like the, I, there was Why one time I? I didn't leave the house for like 48 hours. I walked outside. I'm like, Oh, Look at there's that outside and everything, you know, because I just like sit at home and, you know, we just make I've done the travel the world stuff. I'm happy to sit here. I got my you know, dogs. I do want to say that. I do want to say that. I, I think it's a really, I want to keep peace here is that I try, as you know, I used to travel the country, right? Yep. And so whenever anyone's like, I want to be a speaker and I want to travel, I'm like, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Especially now with the seats getting smaller, they're going to. They're making the bathroom smaller. Did you hear that on the I news? did. I did. I can't stand it up as it I is. Know. I don't know. I, there's nothing exciting about traveling unless I'm going to Bora Bora in like some place with a margarita. It could be I a typhoon it. when you get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to like deal with that. I guess I'm so bad. People are like, where are you going this for the holidays? I'm like, nowhere. That's right. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's so, my internet stuff and podcasting is perfect. You can, uh, you don't even have to have a good hair day. 
You don't. I do today for you, for you, but I don't normally. And I agree with that. I think that sometimes people get all like, oh, I'm traveling, traveling, traveling. I don't miss the traveling. I really don't. I maybe travel three times a year at this point, but there was a time, as you know, I traveled 50 weeks out of the year Mm. and I do not miss it. I don't miss it because it was just a lot of drama. And so every time that I make money online, I'm just so grateful that I don't have to be, I know, and the traffic, I don't have to be in the traffic with TSA or getting felt up. You know, like, I just don't have to do that. And I think that's really blessing. Yeah, it's, if you have to pay to get felt up, there's something wrong. Exactly. If I didn't get paid to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood and Tommy Antion. We can be here forever. We're going to have a lot of comedy show. And check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. Check him out at screwthecommute.com. And you're listening to Like a Boss. Bye. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, Tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.